0: Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hopefully you're all awesome and well. Most of you had a long weekend, I think, anyway. Most of us had a long weekend. Some uh, Queensland didn't, but uh, the rest of us did. Anyway, I'm in Queensland. I kind of quasi-participated, did a bit of work, but didn't. Morning, folks. I hope you're well. Morning to you, Aaron. We've got Chris there. Someone... uh, Behind the veil, the Facebook veil, good morning, whoever that is. Great to see all of you online this morning as things warm up. We'll get the show on the road. We'll do the little intros as we normally do. Jason Witton's my name. If you didn't already know, most of you, most of you do. But if you knew, uh, you might have joined our coaching and mentoring program of recent times. Give us a little shout out. Say a little hello in the chat. Let us know where you're coming in from. What are you up to? Great to have you here live this morning. What do we do each morning? Around about 10 past eight, we have a Wealth Coffee Chat. That's what we do. Uh, usually, Monday to Friday, normal normal hours, and you know we try to dive into some information, some fear from facts, some stuff that uh, keeps us going as property investors. So there you go, folks. That's what we get up to if you're new, if you're a repeat attendee. Welcome back. If you're new, welcome for the first time or whatever that might be. Chris is all the way from Cairns. Morning, Chris. Good to see you. Good to see you. There you go. I thought I had some questions the other day about structures, about how we own properties uh, and do I need structures, company and trust structures to uh, own properties for one reason or another. So I thought I might sort of talk about that this morning. Mick, how are you, mate? Great to see you. Thanks for joining. We need to catch up sometime soon, Mick. I'm sure the team will organise that. Luke, morning to you. How are you, mate? So let's talk about structures. Let's talk about how we own properties, the ins and outs of that. We'll do a bit of an overview today. So Maybe while we're all sitting there, while you're sitting there thinking pontificating, what, uh, what, uh, or what reasons have you heard that you might need structures? Because there's usually one reason I hear most property investors uh, say, oh, do I need structures? Do I need to you know, own my properties in something other than my own name? Uh, tell me in the chat, what have you guys heard about ownership of properties? because uh you know sometimes sometimes we hear things from reputable people yep luke's on that asset protection usually that's the most uh most asset protection and risk management yeah exactly sharon um so those things are very poignant uh but uh, we have to weigh up as property investors um the reason for them. So we're going to go through that today. And the, the other one, absolutely, income and trust distribution. Um, yeah, yeah. That is true, Chris. Um, that is true. So let's talk about that today, folks. Let's have a little chat about structures and, uh, you know, what is going on. Kels, brother. <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking about you the other day. Kels, I was going to give you a call, but I uh, didn't get around to it. And you found me. Anyway, there you go. I hope you're well, brother. Give us, uh, anyway, let's chat sometime soon. All right, let's get on with this this morning. Ownership. How do we own properties and, and what's the drill? What's the go? Well, there's a few things we need to sort of consider, right? There's a few things we need to consider as investors in real estate. Um, and there's really two ways, there's really two ways, really two ways to own real estate in general, right? There's two ways. Um, and what are those two ways? Well, the first way, now I'll, I'll try and uh, do some drawings. There's the first way and terrible drawing, by the way, um, terrible drawings, by the way, um, is you can own those properties as an individual, an individual, okay? In your own names, own names. Now, There's a couple of different ways to do that, all right? There's a couple of different ways to do that, and there's pros and cons to that. We'll go through that in a second. And then the other way is, yep, dead right. Um, Tim is onto it. Uh, You can, in your own name, you're dead right, Tim, or in a company trust structure, a a structure of some description, right? Um, Some structure. Now, structures uh, can be quite varied, but usually they are come in the form of a you know a company or a company trust of of some description you know and so on. There's various names, but really it's either a company or a trust. Like that's that's the way that's the way it is. So, what are the pros and cons of these? Let's have a bit of a bit of a look at what that might be and uh, how we can tune it up as property investors uh, and really sort of cut through a bit of the muck um, when it comes to this stuff, folks. Uh, as we go, so. Let's have a look at sort of some of the you know some of the things that we could uh, some of the things that we could you know own real estate in when it comes to uh structures, and then we'll go back to our personal names. Now, you know what are we looking for as investors? Well, we're looking for tax effectiveness, you know we want to make sure we can distribute you know income, capital gains, minimize our taxes, you know, and there's lots of different different things in here. Uh, there's asset protection. Now, what are we trying to protect from? Let's talk about that in a minute, okay? Because uh, you know what we think we're protecting from, um, uh, what we think we're protecting from, and what we uh, are protecting from is you know something a bit more interesting, and then you know estate planning and succession. You know, so in the beginning, in the beginning, you want it to be, you want your structures, how you own things, to be tax effective. And protect your assets and then later on you want to be able to you know uh, pass those assets on maybe maybe you don't maybe you want to spend it all and have a good time while you're here uh, maybe you want to be able to pass it on to you know um, your children your family charities etc cetera, etc cetera, in the future now the problem the challenge if you can see this little matrix is that there is you know uh, lots of yeses and nos right Um, all at different places. And the challenge, the challenge, folks, is this. There is not one perfect structure that or one ownership structure for property, for property, by the way, for real estate that is perfect for the whole time. And that is a pain in the behind, pain in the butt uh, when it comes to that stuff. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pros and cons um as we go in ownership there's two major things here when it comes to um tax effectiveness all right so and our cash flow over time we want to um the tax effective let, let's let's talk about tax and let's talk about lending all right so the two main things well if we swap them around actually um because when it comes to um Buying real estate, uh, buying and owning and keeping property as an investment, lending and tax um, deductions are two vital things, folks. So, this is your acquisition stage. You guys have seen this before acquisition, consolidation, and lifestyle, right? Lifestyle. So, in the beginning, in the acquisition stage, Uh, when we talk about lending and tax deductions, folks, we're looking to maximise our lending. So what percentage, tell tell me in the chat here, I'll move it along pretty quickly because this is a bit of a detailed chat today. When you're acquiring, when you're buying real estate, what type of lending do you want, right? Now, you know, talk about loan to value ratios uh, and interest rates, okay? So chuck it in the chat for me uh, right now. Loan to value ratio. You want to maximize your loan to value ratio. Now, um, you guys know that there's a little sweet spot at sort of 88%, but let's call it 88 to 90%, right? Simple and fast. Exactly, Tim. Yep. Simple and fast uh today. Well, we'll try to do that anyway. So loan to value ratio, 88 to 90 percent. And you want the lowest interest rate. Okay. So you want interest rate to be, you know, uh interest only. And you want it to be the lowest one you can get, right? Now, the challenge is, folks, in the beginning, um, and uh, what do you want with your tax deductions? You want the tax deductions to allow you to use depreciation uh, and other losses against your personal income, all right? Personal income. So you want two things, one, two, okay, in the beginning. Now, let's say later on, Let's say later on over here in lifestyle folks uh, loan devaluation when we're talking you know lending and tax right tax deductions lending well over here you don't really care you know eighty percent or less eighty uh, percent or less and uh, you know the percentage and when you're borrowing below eighty percent it gets Cheaper, it gets easier, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And number two, later on in life, folks, what type of tax minimization do you want? Look, like, tell me, what's the major tax minimization over here in lifestyle lending or even in the consolidation stage, to be honest? What type of tax minimization are you looking for when it comes to uh, later in life? Right? Later in life. Um, at some point when you say, All right, that's it. I've had enough of um, Going to work every day. Maybe I'm going to cut back. Maybe I'm going to minimise my time, and you know, one or two days a week, I'm going to you know um, retire myself. That's right. Capital gains, so CGT, and also income, right? But what do you want to do with it, particularly, folks? You want to be able to split, um, uh, split, or uh, split or uh, divide. The income, okay, so there's these two opposing pieces when it comes to our world of property investing we want to have our um we want to have our uh, tax minimization up here all right we want to have our depreciation our losses of, on our personal income and we want to be able to yeah that's right allocate income tim uh, and then over here um, when uh, when we borrow, we don't really mind about the loan to value ratio. That's fine because we're well below 80% anyway. You know, it's paid itself off most likely if you own it for long enough. But capital gains, tax and splitting income. Okay. Splitting income. So this is the challenge. This is this is the the conundrum. You know, what do we do Um, in here? All right. So let's talk about that. That's kind of set it up a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about some of the, the bits and pieces at the beginning. All right. So, as individuals, how can we how can we do that? There, there's two ways you can own as a, a, a single individual. You can own as joint tenants in common, or you can uh, joint tenants, or you can own as tenants in common. All right, in common. There's three ways as an individual, or um, not using structures team, not using structures, that you can own the property, I think I need to have put an L in there, single, um, or an individual single person. So this is three ways you can own this real estate. So number one, uh, as an individual person, you can get the loan to value ratios that are high, you can get the cheaper percentages, depreciation, uh, and losses, you can offset that against your personal income. So you can um, offset Um, and you can get your tax deductions back on on your personal income, personal income, and it's 100% you, obviously. Now, as an individual, later on, what happens is you have to earn, you have to declare 100% of the income because it's yours. You can't split it, okay? So that's a bit of a bummer, Uh, but you do get the capital gains tax deduction of 50% at this point in time, all right? So we're good with that, okay? Let's move these ones down. Joint tenants in common. What's the difference between joint and tenants in common? Joint tenants and tenants in common? Just quickly, let me quickly explain what that means. Wait to my little pencil here gets um, joint tenants. Joint tenants is what we would what we would call a family arrangement, a family arrangement, which means like basically family arrangement, two people um, own the property together and if one passes away um, it goes to the other person okay that's in automatic so if two own it if one you know passes it automatically goes to the other person okay that's that's kind of that's the the basics of 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 joint tenants now again joint tenants is fine you can um you can get your lending which is good. You can get your offsets and you can get your tax deductions, which I like. It's good, right? Tenants in common. Tenants in common. It's more like a business arrangement, okay? And there's there's an allocated, there's a percentage of the, the ownership of the real estate and it doesn't have to be the same. It could be ten ninety. It could be 50, 50. It could be whatever, right? Uh, but again, that, uh, and what happens if someone passes away? That percentage is owned by the that other person's um, estate, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's dealt with in the will, okay? Now, getting a bit complicated here, so stick with me, all right? But again, yes, you can do loan-to-value ratios, you can do offsets and personal, you can do, you know, um, the capital gains, tax-free discounts, et cetera, et cetera. My preference for you, if you are... P A Y G. If you are an employed investor, um, is that um, you stick with one of these three ways of owning your real estate? Right. This is my this is my tick right here because it's easy to get lending, easy loans. You get your you you get. Your tax deductions in your from your income, which is perfect. Plus, you get fifty percent deductions and so on. All right. Later on, if we want to, we can use some. Um, we can use some uh, maneuvers to transfer some wealth into other lower income places. Okay, that's my preference for you guys when it comes to the world of property investing why don't we use company and trust structures the majority um if you're in business if you're a business owner right now then they can be very useful so if you're a business owner uh if you're a business owner uh and you're turning over your turnover is more than a million dollars and you're making more than three hundred thousand dollars a year in profit okay after you pay yourself then structures, big tick in the box for you, all right, business owners, okay? But for PAYG, structures have limited appeal in the beginning, okay? Limited appeal in the beginning. And so why? Why do structures have limited appeal in the beginning? Well, any company trust structure, the loan-to-value ratio struggles, struggles to get over 90%. 80% 80% is the norm. Okay. You have to put more money in. And the interest rate is often higher. Okay. Especially if you're not offering other security folks, which is like, you know, other properties and stuff like that, when you want standalone security, standalone borrowing and stuff like that. Um, so, and the big one, folks, what's the big one? Does anyone know the big one when it comes to owning properties as a PAYG in company and trust structures? The big one is that your tax losses, right? Losses um, get trapped in the structure, in the structure. What does that mean? It makes properties, makes properties negative cash flow um, for you, okay? Stays in the structure. Exactly, Tim. Now, if if you can't get if you can't get income into this structure where business owners can business owners if they set their structures up right can get money from their trading entities over into their asset ownership right a payg it's very difficult if not impossible to get cash from your job into this company trust structure well it's it's yeah it's n- not possible as a payg employee then the tax losses get trapped inside there. And then you have to deal with that property pre tax cash flow. You're putting the money in, plus it costs you money, let's say two to three thousand dollars a year to do the taxes, it can be quite negative cash flow to own a property in a company trust structure. Okay. And for P A Y G, that can be that can be that that can be that um problem. That can that can stop you from wanting to own those properties. Well, you need to understand the the cash flow on that, all right, as we go. Hopefully, that makes sense. I didn't get a, a lot of time to dive into the detail of it today. Um, one structure that works for many people is a self-managed super fund. That's actually just a simple uh, company trust structure as well that um, is quite effective, but is tax rate, um, it's taxed differently. So, you know, some people choose to to work with those. All right. So the takeaway team, the takeaway for most of us if you are PAYG and uh you want to understand, you know, ownership as an individual or um, in an in individual. Yeah, that's right, Tim. If you if you own really high cash flow properties, then they might be worth owning in a company trust structure. You're right about that. Um, but there's three ways you can, as an individual, manage some of the risk or the problems if you want to, okay? If you um, if you are owning the property as a person, individual, um, how can you manage the risk, all right? So number one, um, you can manage the risk through the lending or the loans. Number two, you manage the risk through insurance, make sure you got it. Uh, and, and number three, you, you make sure you have a good property manager, okay? That's the three ways you can manage risk um, and minimize any challenges or problems when it comes to owning properties as an individual. Anyway, I might dive a bit deeper into that one in the next few days, um, but uh, there you go. My preference for you is that uh, unless there is a really important reason reason that you're exposed to you know significant amounts of risk, um, then... You manage your risk in that way: the loans, the insurance, and the property manager. All right, that's it. I think I've gone over time today. It was a bit bigger than I thought today's conversation. But there you go, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Uh, hopefully that was useful. Let me know in the chat if there's something that you want me to chat about through uh, through one of these chats one, one uh, during the during the morning chats. Um. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. Yeah, lending and servicing, exactly, Tim. Yeah, um, there's so much in this conversation, folks. Uh, it's pretty important to sort of get the get the gist of. Anyway, there you go. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted, team. Uh, join me tomorrow for another one if you're up for it. Let me know in the chat if there's something you want me to talk about. Like I said before, and um, yeah, that's it. We're done. See you, folks. Have a good one. Bye bye.